big life. I am 41, 41 weeks old. I'm just wondering if you know how crowded it is in here. I have been trying to stretch around, but it doesn't seem to be helping. If I could just get my elbow over here. Oops. Uh-oh. What was that? Um, Mom? I might have accidentally broken something. I hear a whooshing sound. Hey, wait. I can move around more now. Woohoo! Wait a minute. Yikes. Um, did you just squeeze me? Because I felt a squeeze. Um, Mom? I think something is happening. Okay, that squeeze was a lot harder. Something is definitely happening. Written by Allison Updahl. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 3rd. Today we celebrate Saint Blaise. Devotion to today's saint is more real than many of the stories about him. For Catholics who have had their throats blessed on the Feast of St. Blaise, the 4th century bishop is a source of consolation. Born in Armenia, Blaise became a bishop. Life was difficult for him and his flock. Religious persecution still raged, and Blaise himself was forced to flee to the countryside. There he lived as a hermit in solitude and prayer, making friends with the wild animals. According to legend, one day a group of hunters stumbled upon his cave and found the bishop kneeling in prayer as wolves, lions, and bears patiently waited for him to finish. As the hunters prepared to take him off to prison, a mother came with her young son who had a fishbone lodged in his throat. At Blaze's command, the child coughed up the bone. Another account has the mother bringing the bishop food and candles while he was in prison. We do know that Blaise met a violent death around the year 316. Challenged to sacrifice to pagan idols, he refused and was beaten, tortured, and finally beheaded. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. UMary.edu. That's UMary.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, friends. This is Father Craig Vasek. I am your host. We are entering into our second hour on Real Presence Live. We are at St. Mary's Central High School during Catholic Schools Week. They just celebrated Holy Mass. There was a Know Your Faith competition yesterday. You already all know that, but I wasn't really paying attention, so I don't even know who won, but maybe we'll find out St. later. St. Mary's did. Actually? They did. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we really good. are in the presence of royalty. This is an <laughs> a- amazing St. Mary's. Go for it. Uh, so, well, we're going to have uh, Mr. Vetter come on. He's going to be all excited about that, probably. He will be. Very proud of them. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, I'm not even going to bring it up. <clears throat> I'm not even going to bring it up to him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Friends... 
We are in the middle of Catholic schools. I just want to tell you something about um, how awesome my experience of it has been. And I'm not usually part of it at, at the high school level. I've been <clears throat> working with uh, college students. We did some good things at UMary as well. Um, in fact, at UMary, we had our annual St. Hildegard lecture <clears throat> on Monday. Jonathan Reyes came and spoke to the entire student body or whomever wanted to come to this lecture um, about uh, how to proclaim the gospel, how to proclaim the saving work of Jesus, how to proclaim the 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 revelation of what the church offers humanity how to, and why people should care, why people would want to respond to that and live within the communion of the church uh, under the lordship of Jesus in an age, how to proclaim that message. Uh, it's like, well, we already know how to do that. St. Paul did it, blah, blah, blah. But in every age, there are different types of people uh, with different types of thoughts about different types of things. And so he didn't really key us in on who Jesus is uh, because we should already know that, but he keyed us in on like what's happening in the world, and like the way that kind of he kind of did broad strokes on sort of two camps of people that are out there um, that are that are in need of the proclamation of the gospel, that are in need of a new presentation um, of the saving work of Jesus Christ uh, to reach into their sort of the way that they've set up their vision of life, their philosophy of life, or the, the way that they sort of operate. <clears throat> and I'm not going to go deep into it, but he talked about the, the techno-naturalistic uh, realm, and he also talked about the equity justice realm. So those are kind of, he said they were big, clumsy words, but he broke them down really well. There's those people out there, there's an entire sw sw swath of people uh, out there that um, are so tuned into technological advances or um, um, material advances, scientific, uh, yeah, technological sort of advances, that it's hard for them to think that Jesus or the gospel of the church is helpful because they're like, well, yeah, I can go and pray, but I still die. So why don't we like work on cloning ourselves so that when we get sick, we can just go get part of our cloned self and like restore it, and then we can live forever. Because this is always, this is the perduring desire that is insatiable within us, which is that we want to live forever. And so this is what the sort of techno-naturalistic realm is. They're like, well, how can we find the fountain of youth? How can we find infinite life? This is when we're talking about like the metaverse and uh, virtual reality and all these different things. Like, how can I go into a place where I could live forever? Okay, so they're going for that. Well, we've been doing that since the beginning of time and it hasn't worked. And, that, and like a lot of people in every age think, no, 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 but in our time, it's gonna work. In our time, there will be an end to all death. And in every time, they've been wrong because they still died. Uh, and it's, and you might be like, yeah, but this time it's really going to happen. Like with the advances in science, it's really going to happen. It's like, well, actually it's not going to happen. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. And even if it did happen, it's probably not going to be that great. And we'll probably end up becoming slaves to some sort of strange reality. So anyway, the gospel, <clears throat> as we, uh, as we proclaim the gospel, what is, uh, what is the, what are we, what are we offering? Well, Jesus actually says, even if you die, you will live forever. Because he's promising life without end. Yeah, and, and a real life, not just like a pretend life, like heaven's like second rate. It's actually better than this world. He's already promising it. He's already giving it to us. So 
anyway, that's, that's one way in which the gospel can be spoken into this time and to focus on this. On the other spectrum, the equity justice perspective, <clears throat> these are people, and we see it, we don't even have to give examples, he said, uh, of places where it's like, yeah, but this isn't fair. This isn't fair. This needs to be, we need to have this. We need to advocate for this and that. And that, and that all these different things, which are super important. But they will oftentimes uh, think that religion or the church, or the, the gospel of Jesus, is too restrictive, or it's not, uh, it's not fighting for equality or justice among, among people. Um, and so we have to understand how to proclaim the gospel to, under, to, to see that Jesus is, is proclaiming all of the things that they're looking for with regard to justice and equality and uh, the various dignity of the human person, all those different things. Like, Jesus is all about that, and we have to find a way to proclaim that in this modern age. So anyways, it was a brilliant lecture. That was at the University of Mary, but I had the privilege of being out here at St. Mary's High School. Um, and Sarah Swafford, a good friend of mine, is in town. She's still in town because now she's flying out and doing Seek somewhere else in, I think, Boise, Idaho or something like that. Uh, but she spoke and, and connected with the students uh, in a brilliant way. Uh, and I was able to be with the students uh, the following day. And I told them, about, I tried to give them a, a message on heaven. I don't know if they liked it or not uh, here at uh, St. Mary's. I spoke to all the classes. But I tried to tell them about heaven. And here's how I told them. The same way that I talked to the six-year-olds. When I, and I wasn't shy, I said, I'm going to talk to you the way I talk to six-year-olds, not because I want to belittle you, but I think what they desire is still what you desire, and that's pizza. And they're like all laughing, you know. Because like when I go into a classroom, and I'm talking to six-year-olds, and I say, hey, do you want to go to heaven? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that was flat. And they say, hey, you want cheese pizza? They're like, yeah! And I was like, okay, why do you want cheese pizza more than you want to go to heaven? They're like, I don't know, cheese pizza's nice. All right. That reality, the fact that we get way more excited about things that are not even close to as magnificent and beautiful as heaven, that's, I think, the problem. Like, we need to pitch heaven in a way that people are like, I want that. So what I tell the six-year-olds, what I've been telling six-year-olds, I told the high schoolers here, is think about the deepest desires. And so when I walk with a six-year-old, I say things like this. Um, you want pizza? And they're like, yeah, I want pizza. I'm like, you want, like, unlimited pizza? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Let me tell you about heaven. If you go to heaven, what's going on in heaven is like, is like, I don't say it is. I say, it's like having unlimited cheese pizza because they don't even want toppings. They're six-year-olds. All they want is cheese. And like, unlimited cheese pizza. And they're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, there's room after room after room of, of like unlimited cheese pizza. And they're like, oh. And they get excited and they start jumping down in their chair and like, you, like, they're actually starting to participate in that, that joy, even though it's going to end up with like a tummy ache for them if they actually had that. I was like, yeah, and you don't even have to share it with your sister. And they're like, I don't have to share it with my sister. I'm like, yeah, and your parents are going to tell you to stop. Really? I can have as much pizza as I want? I'm like, yeah, you can. And I'm like, do you want to go and have that? And they're like, yeah. And they're like shaking. They can't, they can't stand it. I'm like, now do you want to go to heaven? They're like, yeah, let's go right now. Well, if I just told them, like, heaven, you're going to sit on a cloud and, like, look at God and drink a Coke, they're like, whatever. I don't really want to do that. I'm like, well, nobody wants to do that. But you want unlimited cheese pizza? Even though that would, like, be a tummy ache, right? So anyway, I think this is the way we need to pitch heaven is not to say that it's filled with cheese pizza because it's better than that. But that's why I tell them. It's like, it's, it's like having unlimited cheese pizza. And... um once we do that and it starts to pique their desires, their interests, and all these different things that are going on, they become like, oh, so heaven's going to be like the fulfillment of all these places. And then I take them into a deep dive of what that looks like, which is like communion and all these different things. And, and it's really beautiful. Anyway, so that's what I tell them.
I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. I'm going to bring in the big wig and see what he thinks about it. I'm going to bring in the president of the United States of the president of Light of Christ Schools, Gerald Vetter. Welcome. Thank you. I, I'm I'm desiring pizza right now, <laughs> and um, and uh, and I'm also desiring heaven. So that was, hey, that, that was a great that. analogy. That's great. So Beautiful. you think it maybe worked with the students? Or that was a bad idea. Well, it worked for me. Okay. <laughs> and um, you know. If, if I can comprehend that, I think, I think we've got it. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I can only imagine that the students went to the lunchroom after that and were like, yeah. where's the pizza? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a story of a few years ago. I, I spoke to someone who, who was about my age, and his daughter was going off to, to college. And she, he said, why are you going to this college? And she said, because um, I, wanna, I, I desire Jesus. And he said, well, tell me about your Jesus. Mm. And he looked her in the eye after that and said, I want your Jesus. Mm. I'm your dad, but I want to know the Jesus you know. Wow. I mean, mm. you know, it's pretty cool because it's right. Cool. You know, because it's yeah. You do you want eternal life? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it it's the clouds, it's that, but in in actuality, you know, it's it's the party, right? Why yeah. do, why do we live? Um, and so so we can die well, and having having been ha- having had the honor of seeing both of my parents die. Mm. And knowing that when they were passing, they were good. Mm. I mean, they were at peace. Mm-hmm. And they weren't afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's why, you know, because you, you live, so you die well, mm-hmm. and you can enjoy eternal life. Mm-hmm. And that's why Catholic schools are important, because we can remind our students every day of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something, bigger, there's something bigger than the rewards that a secular society can offer us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Catholic Schools Week... We need to celebrate that, mm-hmm. and we need to, you know, get a little crazy with it because mm-hmm. it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to shake it up because yeah. otherwise yep. we we get complacent yeah. and we sort of like just kind of go through. It's like yeah. what I was telling the students, <clears throat> like, okay, well, let's walk through a, a deeply theological song. It goes like this: In heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. Okay, yeah. that's all we need. Got it. I that is I'm ready. Deeply <laughs> theological. Yeah. And horrible. <laughs> yes. It's horrible. Right. Because what am I saying when I'm singing that song? Uh, someday I'll go to heaven. Right. Fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be as good as what I can have here. Right. Because there's not going to be any beer in heaven. <laughs> so I've got to drink it here because I, I'm not going to have it when I get to heaven. So my life is going to be less mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have less of a life in heaven. So I've got I to have my fun now because heaven's going to be boring, yeah. clearly. And mm-hmm. that's why we've got to drink it here. It's like, this is a horrible mm-hmm. theology. Mm-hmm. But I think it smacks of sort of this idea of the party. Like, we're looking for... We're looking for something that engages us. We're looking mm-hmm. for something that will f- fulfill us, satisfy us. And it's like, well, I don't know if heaven's going to have it, so I better drink some beer while I'm here. Right, right. I think Catholic Schools Week is very important it to is. sort of shake that out of, right. hopefully shaking that out of the students. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. All right, so I don't know what you want to talk about. I want to talk about how awesome uh, Catholic schools are and how awesome you are. And that's the main thing. It, it was, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Well, let, so, so how awesome I am. That'll take about twenty seconds. Right? Okay. Well, but, let's go but, to a break. But, okay. but, if, but if we go, to, if we go to Catholic schools, there's there's a lot to talk about. I just you know introduced our bishop um, mm. to our students um, for our mass. You know, this is the first time as a as a community at St. Mary Central High School we were able to celebrate Catholic schools mass in our in our chapel. Oh, with our bishop. Sure. Right. And um, it it it's really. It's it's kind of an, it's a, it is it's a historic awesome mm. moment for our mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. because before that we didn't have the space to to provide that so that was exciting and where did you have Mass Catholic Schools Week 
Back generally, day, like we a generally, gym or something. Like? Either either a gym, but we're really not the gym because mm-hmm. we're always getting ready for the carnival. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, so that was gone. So All we right. would go to Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, you'd get frostbite. You yep. know, you'd slip on the ice. You'd walk through the snow, and then you get back in your vehicle, and there are like three fender benders, and then you come back to school. Yeah. Uh, and now we come to school, and you stay inside the very nice, warm climate. Yep. And. And can uh, can enjoy that and yes. a beautiful chapel. Yeah, it is beautiful. Oh, it's glorious. Yeah, and yeah. What's I saw he- for the first time when I was here on Tuesday, uh, yeah. whatever day I was here, yeah. and I just stood in awe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I think I think our students are probably still going through that. It's like, is it really? This is what we do, and 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 the, the fear of that too. This is normal. Mm. No, it's, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. This is not normal. What we have, and I think what our challenge is, I, I I provided for them that when I was born, fifty-four years ago. There were six million students in Catholic education in America. Now there's 1.6. Mm-hmm. Our students, our students today, in in our in our system, we have under 1,400 students. Maybe like you know, mm-hmm. nearly 1,400 students. Mm-hmm. They are one of 1.5 or 1.6 million students. They are one. They belong to one school mm-hmm. of less than 6,000 Catholic schools mm-hmm. in the United States. And on top of that, we lost about 160 schools due to the aftermath of of COVID. We really need to celebrate that. You know, there are, there is a hundred. Wow. There, there are students at 160 schools. It, their school is gone. Wow. And and when I and so if there were six million students in Catholic ed when I was born, by the time I graduated high school from a small Catholic high school in Strasburg, North Dakota, that closed my senior year. Mm-hmm. You know, there were about there were at that time there were about 3.9 or 4 million, and now 1.6. So what does that say to us? We're lucky, but. It also means that it is important for us to be an example to the rest of the country, rest of the world, if you will, that a vibrant Catholic, vibrant Catholic schools evangelize an entire community. Mm-hmm. And if it can happen here, it can happen other places. Because mm-hmm. there is power. There's, there, there, we have a very powerful purpose. The sacraments are powerful. Prayer is powerful. Making good decisions and creating the infrastructure needed. Having a bishop that is like awesomely, uh, you know, just awesome with the support of Catholic education. Mm-hmm. That matters. Mm-hmm. So, and when, you know, when people are, you know, we get phone calls, right? And they're just like, uh, they type in, you know, growing Catholic schools and boom, Western Diocese of, you know, Bismarck shows up. You know, it's nice to be recognized for that, you know, the entire diocese, but... Now, what can we provide back? And if nothing else, it's encouragement. Because sometimes we drive down the road and be like, man, that's, that's really a nice, that's really a nice um, shed. You know, I put my garage in that, or I, I could put my mower in there. And you're like, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to build a shed and put my mower in there. And I think the same is true as they say, that's really a, a unique and beautiful Catholic school system. Can we do that? Where can we start? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's um, hopefully we can provide him for, um, inspiration. And, um, and for our students, so wherever they go in their walks of life, that they continue to support Catholic schools and um, desire it for their children. Mm-hmm. So. so you mentioned that a, a good Catholic school can evangelize an entire community. I know nothing, uh, and I'm not trying to be ignorant, right. but I'm ignorant. I, I see a lot of it at the yeah. University of Mary. Yeah. That's where I am. I, and I know nothing about what's happening at the high school level. I mean, I hear some oh. of the priests talk about some of the things, but I'm not engaging with the high schoolers. Yeah. But I... I th- I'm just going to say something about what I'm seeing at Mary, not to try to go away from what we're talking about, right. but to see if we can, if you can bring me up to speed on this. Sure. At the University of Mary, we uh, 
which is burgeoning with with all, all sorts of excellence. I mean, the, the masses, sacramental participation, uh, the, the, the training of the students, the, the things that they're going out and doing. In my mind, from what I can tell, they're impacting Bismarck. Oh, huge. The University of Mary is, imp- is impact. The students that come and then they get into the healthcare profession, they get into whatever profession they're well, we, staying. Well, we hire some of their best okay. as teachers. <laughs> You're hiring some of them? Okay. Obviously, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So, it, so the University of Mary is blessing the Catholic school endeavor, right. but it's blessing all these different places. It's, it's helping to evangelize an area. I, 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 I will say that. Right. <clears throat> what do you, where do you see that? What, what's the scoop? So I see it both ways. So okay, we, have, yeah. we, have a, you know, we have 35, maybe 30, 35% of our students on a given year who go to the University of Mary, which is, which is great because it, it, it's a strong Catholic culture. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about the evangelization, I think of a story when a mom and dad came and talked to me and said, wow, our child... Our son, who goes to your schools, has changed the dynamic of our family drastically. And I said, how's that? They said, we pray before we eat now. <laughs> and that doesn't seem like a big thing, right? Well, right, but they weren't doing and, it. Right. So, and, and, and you know where that child graduated from? Kindergarten. Oh, my gosh. This, this child was not yet a first grader. Wow. And when, so when the parents come and say, we now pray before we eat, and that's because of a fifth. That's because of a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Because what do they do at school? You start with prayer. You make the sign of the cross, and you pray before you eat. Mm-hmm. You pray when you leave, and we encourage them to pray when they when they go to bed. Mm-hmm. So if if nothing else, and this is always my this is always the this is always the challenge I give the, our students at baccalaureate who are graduating from St. Mary's Central High School. If you can just do these two things every day, when you wake up in the morning, make the sign of the cross. Even if you don't say a prayer, that is the prayer. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if every night when you go to bed, whether you're angry, mad, stressed out, make the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Because it's a constant reminder that you were baptized, you're part of the faith. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, sub- <laughs> you're demonstrating to yourself that the power of God, it, it's, it, it means something and it's powerful. And it's there. It's constantly there. Because Jesus wants to be with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So if we can at least give him 10 seconds in the morning and 10 seconds at night, that's a, if nothing else. Right, right, right. You have to right, do that. Right. You right. owe that. Right. You owe that to your parents who sent you to Catholic schools. Right. Sign of the cross in the morning, sign of the cross at the end of the night. Yep. And then you know you're going to pray for a few other things. Because sometimes it's just hard just to make the sign of the yeah, cross. You're like, oh, I'm not ready. Well, okay, while well, I'm here now anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've checked in with God. I've done this, you know. So I might as well say a few things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. See where it goes from there. Yeah, It's, it's pretty easy. So maybe that's, maybe that's as easy as of an analogy as the pizza. Do you yeah. want? Yeah. Do you want pizza? Yeah. You want yeah. some pizza? Yeah. Well, I'll give you something even better. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, better. We're gonna take a short break. I want to come back and get into the heart of uh, what's going on here: Catholic schools, Catholic Schools Week, things like that. Everybody, okay. stay with us. Real Presence Live. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. 
Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey everybody, Father Craig Vosick continuing our beautiful show this morning, Real Presence Live, coming at you from St. Mary's Central High School on the north end of Bismarck, where we can just stay inside and move from place to place, worship God in the same place where we are, which we talked about a little bit. We don't have to get frostbite. I looked on the weather app this morning and it said literally you will die if you are outside for 30 seconds that's what it said and i was like i've never seen it say that but it said it it said like 50 below wind chill or something like that I was like, i'm not going outside that's amazing. and i was like no i gotta go outside because i gotta go to st mary's okay that's fine. right i'm glad you made it thanks. we made thanks it thanks for roughing it i'm staying i'm not yeah. going anywhere until march yeah. um joe vetter president light of christ schools what does that even mean what does a president of Light of Christ Schools do? It, I think for me, it's it's been constantly evolving over the last eight years. And in that, um, if we if we'd back up eight years ago, we were we were a new system. Mm. You know, Light of Christ Catholic Schools was formed in in 2012. Okay. So so we're new. Before that, it was three parochial schools and, sure. a, and a high school. Well, now it's three parochial. Now now it's three elementary schools. Yep. And uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. St. Mary's Academy yep. and a high school, mm-hmm. and it was we, we needed an, an infusion to our, our capital improvements. We were we were growing from the bottom up, and so a lot of that was so. What does a capital campaign look like? How do we form that? How much do we need? How do you engage the fam- How do you engage families? How do you engage alumni? How do you establish a, a mission advancement team? And then how do you how do you attract administrators to schools? And how can we hire the very best? teachers that we can to provide quality education mm-hmm. and I think every you know it, really at the, the start of it it was just figuring out the infrastructure we need to do from one step to the next and that was mission advancement and then it's announcing a capital campaign it's communication it's outreach to the alumni 
and um, unfortunately, you know, I, all I ever wanted to do was be a, a, a teacher. You know, it's just all I ever wanted to be. <laughs> but you know, when when I you know, it's like I wanted to I wanted to teach U.S. history for the rest of my life. You know, when I was in school, that's all I want to do. I don't want to coach. I don't want to do AP class. I just I want to want. And then you get called into another direction. Yep. And I think it's I think I've now been in seven different offices in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And I think every year, you know, it, it's seven different job descriptions. Mm-hmm. But right now, I, I think it's f- to um, to work with our board, which is phenomenal. On uh, now that we've made our capital improvements yep. and, and have built the space, uh, we we used to have a capacity problem. Yep. We didn't have enough room. Now we have a capacity um, luxury. Yep. That we we can we can provide for more students. Yep. So and the next step, as I as I see it now, is. How can we bolster our giving, you know, monthly? And what can we do to provide stability that our system can thrive for the next 143 years without having to worry and have the angst and the stress of, you know, can we pay for that $1,000, you know, piece of equipment that we need? Mm -hmm. Um, If we can help to eliminate that angst, um, we can focus on the things that really matter, mm-hmm. you know, and that's focusing on our mission. Um, that is having the best religious, um, um, but best religious culture we can have, mm-hmm. and and also provide a state of the art education so that when our students desire, wherever they desire to go to college, mm-hmm. they're ready, mm-hmm. and when they can be in the in the workforce, they are ready. But more than that, I've always talked about too. Yes, we talk about being college ready, career ready. And you know, I like to take it one step farther. Are you are you salvation ready? Nice. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the end yeah. because you go to school and then you go to college and for most and then you and then you go into the workforce. Mm-hmm. But all of that is to um, for us to promote goodness and to work towards that. But again, um, to die well, and uh, that and that that is not a it's not a negative thing. That's mm-hmm. a very very good thing mm-hmm. because the one reality we have is. We, we're not going to live forever. So, um, and you only get to live once, so you may as well do it right. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what, so I guess my role is, is to talk about that and to talk about the importance of Catholic education and um, really to provide the best for our families and our students. And um, eventually, you know, to, for me to get back more into the classrooms to, to see some of it, because um, a lot of it's been managerial up to this point. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sometimes call it the, the dark side of, of, of education, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'm still very well connected. Um, but um, as I would design my job description for the next two or three years, it, it is more visibility. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so my job is to make sure that the umbrella is yeah. over the, the heads of everyone, that yep. um, they can do their jobs. Yep. So they can do their jobs. Yep. So you've got, a, you've got a Our Lady of Victory field. Mm-hmm. But then I was surprised that the chapel was also called Our Lady of Victory. Right? What's was there? It was like, hey, we want to we want to match what we're doing in the on the on the turf with what we're doing in the chapel, like tie it together, or it's just like oh, it was handy. You did, couldn't think of anything else. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what it was. It's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> we got that over there. Ran out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, let's just put that up there too. You know, we got extra letters. You know. I, I always think about you know when I I, I, taught, I taught HD psych for many many years, right? <laughs> I loved it. That I, I can't wait to do it again someday. But anyway, no, it was. Uh, I always said in psychology, in the social sciences, there's always that element of that's that's the God factor. There's that part that you just can't explain. Mm-hmm. You know, 
is there, you know, like, is there a soul? Is there free will? And sometimes, yes, you can explain it, but how can you articulate that? When we're talking about Our Lady of Victory, I just think it's the God factor. Mm. Some, sometimes things just come together mm. and they just happen. And I think really this, this experiment, if you will, of creating a system, Light of Christ Catholic Schools, um, that's God's work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he really desired that. And um, it, it, it's a grace to to our community. Mm-hmm. So to explain it, um, I don't know if you can. I just no. think it's the God factor. Sure. And if you're working towards the right ends, um, and you're and you're built on the right things, and we're solidly built on our, our tradition of Catholic, our tradition of our Catholic faith, mm-hmm. good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to you about a victory, but you have to be charitable in a way. Yeah. Because our listening audience is not just St. Mary's, okay? Mm-hmm. Our listening audience includes other Catholic networks. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, but yesterday, know your faith. Right. What happened? St. Gregory the Great. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Came down to the last question. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Who was the, who was the originator of uh, Servant of Servants? Okay. Of, of, of 590. So, so what happened? Um, you know, um, and somebody got it from St. Mary's. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Our, our our team of three, a group of juniors. All right. They, they, they represented our school. You uh-huh. know, the day before they went head to head, class to class. Uh, yeah. And then you know, you're battling, right? Class to class. And then you you have a victor, and they're going off. Right. And now they're now they're our team. Right. right. Now we're all getting behind like, them. Woo-hoo, sending you know. them to Shanley. We're sending them to Shanley. See what happens. We're going to bring the hardware home and bring it to where, you know, it, it safely needs to be um, from that. And, and, uh, and what, what's really cool, though, about all of it is, right, you're, you're competing. Um, not, you're not competing about something frivolous. Yeah. You're competing about and getting excited about your faith. That's bizarre. That's abnormal in, in many parts of the world, and it really shouldn't be. And um, there's a picture that I, I sent Bishop Kagan yesterday after we won. And it was a picture of our junior class who was all there, you know, and they're, they're just embracing the, the team. And, and then our seniors who are the assistant chaplains and our chaplain and our, 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 our head of religious studies and, and Nick Emmel and, and, mm-hmm. and, and our chaplain, Nicholas Vetter, mm-hmm. and all the students. And then off, right off on the, the front side of it is Bishop Fulda from Fargo Diocese. And, and he's not crying, right, <laughs> the, you know, that, that Chandler didn't win. You know, it's 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 an honor. It's it's you're with a group of students who have been cheering, and they know their faith. And Father Justin Waltz texted me after this and after the competition yesterday, said, intellectually, this was the best Catholic school competition because the level of questions mm. were yeah. really high. Mm-hmm. I would not have come close to winning yesterday. You know, I might have had to have some friends around me or, you know, probably I, I, he would ask the question and then I would go on my phone, boom, 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 you know, yeah. you get him in. I mean, these students are smart. Wow. And, and to, and to want to be smart about, about your faith. And that, that is, it's really, it's really phenomenal. But yes, the, uh, the trophy is here. I was just talking to Reed Ruggles when the, when, when this whole idea of know your faith started, I suppose we're in a tight budget because the angst of budget. And I looked at it, and b- both read our president. And I said, "I think we need another tro- we need a new trophy because it, it, um, it it's filled now with the winners. We're running out of room. Yep. And we're like, gosh, what do we do? You know, it's uh, but it started as something small. It's grown into something mm-hmm. really, really grand. Mm-hmm. And um, to be able to fight about wanting to have a trophy, or to compete, I should say, to want to have a trophy um, that you can kind of chirp on your friends." 
from other schools to say, yeah, we want to know your faith. <laughs> that's, that's pretty phenomenal. That's the awesome part. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Congratulations, St. Mary's. I want to take part of that because I spoke to them and I inspired them on mm-hmm. Tuesday getting them ready. That's, I'm, I'm part of this. I want to go kiss the trophy. Well, any, that's going to be my photo of the day is it, me kissing the trophy. Is it here? It is. It's, is it's it behind the, lock and key? It's or? down in the chaplain's office. You probably office. have a key. You yeah, probably have a key I, to get I in think, there. But. I think Chaplain Nicholas Vetter, Father Nicholas, may have just taken it home last night and set it by his bedside. Oh, I know where he lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting a picture with that. I'm going to kiss it today. Yeah. I'll sanitize it first, right. and I'll kiss it. So, so at least his job is secure, through, at least through the end of the year, don't okay. you think? I would, I would say we're good through yeah. June. So yeah. here's what happened. He, hopefully he doesn't get in trouble the way I got in trouble. Mm. There was a priest for seminary and basketball game a couple years ago mm. at Shanley. All the area priests, mm. seminarians played against each other, whatever. We, I went... <clears throat> We played, we dominated, absolutely crushed the seminarians. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic in every way. I figured we should pass the trophy around among all the priests, so I took it home. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk to anybody about it. I just grabbed it and left. Mm-hmm. I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I haven't been invited back to play in the basketball <laughs> yeah. game just because I took the trophy home for a couple months. Right. Like, come, what else are you going to do with it? No, no, you have to shift it and say you just felt it needed to be secured. Yeah, and out of out of that, out of that. Yeah place of your heart they should, they should, no, that's where i was they should honor that well they did it absolutely yeah I should, and I, my, my mistake was i posted a bunch of pictures of me yeah, yeah. like tucked in bed with it and all these different things and there's like no you can't do that i'm like yes i can no you can and i did you did and, but, be, and you can because you had the trophy exactly <laughs> so i don't have it anymore though so i want to go get this trophy i'm not taking it home right but i want to kiss it all right uh president president vetter Thanks for being with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank this you. Is really great. Yeah, this is really, really great. Yep. And we'll Keep end up the good work. Yeah, we'll end the Catholic Schools Week with the carnival, which Karen spoke about. So right, it it does not stop. Yeah, we're really having turkey week. on Friday, oh. chicken on Saturday, and I still don't know what the brunch was. Uh, it, it's a great, it's the I, best brunch ever. Yeah, I don't know. What it, it, it is. is. It's, it's like eggs, like breakfast eggs, brunch, eggs, right? Yeah, pancakes, okay, all, right, yeah, so all the it, stuff. It's wonderful. All right. And then this year we the nice thing too we get to break down and we don't have to rush home because of the Super Bowl, right? So it's ah, but it's okay. it's a it's a great community uh, okay. event. So we're we're very very excited, very excited. Okay, so you all there at the carnival up next? Bishop John Quinn will be joining us, talking about a diocesan feast day for the diocese of Winona, Rochester. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.